There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. And we're back. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Mostly Lit. It is me, Alex Reeds, in the place. And Derek Awusu. And Derek Awusu is back. We're missing Ray today. We're back in the studio. How was your week, Derek? Um, it was all right, actually. Mm. Yeah, normal. You know, I don't really do much anyway, so it's always just, oh, I was reading or I watched something. Oh, I got a new Mac. What are you saying? I got a, a MacBook Air, um, which is good. All that good money rolling in, yeah? Well, it was not brand new. It was one of those refurbished ones. Oh, refurbished. So I think it was like, you know, like they have the ones that are on display in the stores. Mm. Sometimes when they replace them, what they do, they send them to sell them off. And then they kind of replace all of the parts inside and then sell them. Mm. So it's like secondhand, but it's, it was, it's brand new. It looked brand new to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I got that. So that's really good. Helping with my writing because it's so much smoother. I don't have to wait. On my old laptop, I'll type a sentence and it's like, it, oh God. The words go along <laughs> oh the God. laptop. Oh, it was embarrassing. Wow. So you took that out in public. Mate. But now it's, it's all smooth and, and obviously and I've, I've got like Garage Band now and iMovie, which is amazing. You've joined the revolution. Exactly. I don't have to download all of these apps that run out after yep. 30, 30 days and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah. No um, wonder you were stressed living life on a deadline. Mate, right? All, all the time. That, and I've got so much stuff to do, so it's, it's so handy right now. Good, um, good, good, good. But other than that, no, not not really. Oh, I wrote something for me to do. I've diversified. Yeah, yeah, we still, we'll be sharing it out. And I, that was, that's it, really. That's it. You? Oh, I'm good, man. I've just spent most of my week editing videos and trying to avoid the snow. I think that's kind of what I was focusing on. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I was focusing on, trying to stay warm mm. in my house and save money on all the cards. How's work? I'm checking in. It's good. It's good. It's good. Oh, everything's going well. You know, you got to keep working. People. Oh, did you, did you go to that Idris Elba screening? I didn't go. I saw your colleague went. No, no, my colleague went, but I didn't go. I, oh, didn't okay. go. I didn't go. I was too busy doing other things. Right. But yes, but today, guys, we are joined in the studio by the wonderful Azraya. Hi, guys. Hey, welcome. Welcome to Mostly Lit. Thank you for having How me. How are you doing? How was your week? How's everything going um, with you? <clears throat> well, uni's on strike, <laughs> so I had a few days off and then it snowed, so I gave myself a few extra days off. Uni's so, on strike? Yeah, because their pensions are getting cut. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, so lecturers are striking, putting their foot down. Mm. And um, so I've literally just, what have I done? I've been at home. 
been cooped up inside. Yeah. You know, it's the best place to be, to be honest. I didn't hear about that strike. Wow, they kept that was being quiet. Yeah, so I think a few unis are like, I'm at Goldsmiths, my friends are at UCL. I know that there's a few strikes there. Um, yeah. Mm, okay. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. I mean, is that all? That's all that's been going on? Um, <laughs> this week, yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's yeah. got things milling in the background, so that's always good. Cool. What are you guys reading this week? Derek Obusu. Uh, what am I reading this week? I've started reading Brit-ish. Um, okay. Well, again, because I started reading it, then I stopped. But when I stop reading a book and like three weeks pass, I have to start all over again. I can't just jump back into it. It's really annoying. Mm. Um, yeah. And also there's a book by Joel Nesbo. Um, oh, which book is that? It's called Macbeth. Oh, yeah. yeah so I've it's actually not I, I, like it's usually crime. Mm. But for this time, it's not. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's a retelling of Macbeth, um, which is fine. It's good. It's, it's different for me. Very different. So, you know, I'm just trying something new on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, what about you, though? Me? I've started um, Children of Blood and Bone. I started that. Oh, yeah. Last yeah. Week. Yeah. And i got to say, man. <laughs> yes, it's really good. Is it? Really, really you good. You and Ray bit. loving it. Taking nah, you back you know, to your I Harry mean, Potter like, childhood. No, nah, it's not even about the Harry Potter childhood. It's just something... It's it's just action-packed from, like, you know, 10 pages in. It's just, like, you're just going, 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 and you're following the story, and you're proper, like, invested in it. And because you can kind of see the representations of yourself in it, it's really good. Like, I think it's going to be a very good story towards the end. I mean, mm. And it's good to kind of read those books, because it's, like, a 400-page book. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just nice re- taking my time and reading it, mm. rather than trying to, like, you know, cram it all in and trying to rush. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's really good. I really enjoy it so far. Um, I think yeah it's definitely I'm looking forward to what they're planning to do with the film adaptation if I think they are doing that was that something oh yeah something they definitely doing? will of yeah. yeah yeah if they do a film adaptation it'd be interesting to see how that works especially in this like era of Black Panther and mm. all of that but um, it this was, era of Black Panther you're yeah. doing it a bit ain't you? no like, no it is like you know because <laughs> like, like, we're, like we're talking about representation on television on screen not, yeah. not really about like the content, but more like representation on screen. It'd be very interesting to see what what that ends up looking like. You know what I mean? Especially, yeah. you know, and you know, I'm you know, they're, they're taking the Nigerian gods and like putting it into focus in these books, in this book. So we'll see. We'll see mm. what that looks like. I'll let you know when I'm like 200 pages in. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what about you, Azra? What are you reading? Um, I'm actually <laughs> finishing a book as well that I started because mm. I was at uni. And teaching at the same time, so I just I just didn't have any time, mm. um, and so I haven't I didn't read in like haven't read in a few months. So I thought, okay, let me finish this. I, I itch to finish a book, like I can't start another book, mm. and I feel like the other book is just there staring at me. So I'm just like, so I'm finishing that. It's called Girl in a Blue Dress, mm. um, by I can never remember his name. Ghana Arnold, you know what? I'm not even going to say what it is because I feel like it's completely wrong. It's something along those lines. Yeah. Um, and it's basically a retelling of Charles Dickens' marriage from the wife's perspective. Wow. Okay. It's really good. That's it's, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, it's actually really interesting. Is it written by a man? No, it's written by a woman. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. Um, I don't know. Like, wasn't it Ghana Arnold? Some, some, do you know what? I don't think they still really um, print it like that. Mm-hmm. You know, what's that. Um, you remember that publishing company that has the T with the red at the top and the blue? If I show you, you'll know yeah, exactly yeah. what I'm talking nah, about. I don't, I don't. It's um, I remember it from back in the day, but I don't think 
I don't think they print the book like that because it's really hard to get. It's not in bookshops or anything like that. Oh, right, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I don't think they print it anymore. I just happened to come across it when I was just looking for titles that start with, I think, G. Mm. And, um, yeah, it came up. But, yeah, it's interesting. Okay. Okay. The perspective of Charles Dickens' marriage. I, like, I never think of him as a married person, you know. I know. You know what? That's cool, don't you? What's that? It's called patriarchy. Oh, God. Is it? <laughs> You you forget <laughs> you forget there's a woman involved in the marriage. No, you I, did even, dirty I, I, as well. I, I didn't even think I didn't even think it, I you just did so dirty, bro. No, I didn't even think of him as a married person. That's all. It's not even like you know. Neither died to be fair. Him writing, I've never thought. Oh, he yeah. has a, like a whole life. He has like eight outside kids outside of it. Does what? It? Yeah, eight. Yeah, bro. I didn't even, see see. That's how oh, much wow. I didn't know about it. Interesting. Well, there we go. But yeah, guys. Also, remember, guys, to. Get your tickets for Mostly Lit Live. We're going to be in Waterstones on March 9th. Mm. Make sure you get your tickets. There's, there's very few left. So if you haven't got your tickets left, you're trying to wait for the last minute. Yeah. Yeah, man, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. Don't do that because um, it will be gone. And I don't want to be seeing messages. And saying, there's only a few tickets left. Uh, literally only a few tickets left. So if you, can, like if, you can, if you can get in, well, this, is, this is going to be out on Monday. So, you know. Yeah. yeah, probably have until Wednesday before you can actually get a decent amount of tickets. March 9th. So it's March 9th, 7.30pm. The anniversary of Biggie Small's death, actually, as well. Is it? Yeah. Are we, pay, are we paying homage to him? We can do. <laughs> we came out to WizKid last time. Let's see if Waterstones will play, like, Juicy or something. Juicy. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, guys, so make sure you come down. All right, so this week, um, we are... So it's the beginning of Inter- International Women's Month. And... We decided that we were going... To, well, Azraya picked a pretty amazing book. Cool. Do, you want to, do you want to try and explain the book, Azraya? It's basically... It's called Difficult Women by Roxane Gay, and it's a, um, a series of short stories just detailing... Just detailing, like, different situations that I think women find themselves in. Mm. Um, and it's basically called Difficult Women because each story has quite like a turbulent narrative, like something a bit untoward is happening to um, the woman in question. Or it just may be that the the person who um, the woman is interacting with is telling the story. And the like, for example, like one of the stories, um, the woman comes off a little bit like a little bit of a cow. Mm. She talks about her husband wanting to pursue an open marriage, yeah. like her perspective. So just women that aren't necessarily the most emotionally... Um, emotionally what's the word i'm looking for you want to say developed yeah like yeah like yeah like they haven't had a healthy emotional development somewhere along the line something's got in the way i think okay okay what did we think about the book this week oh i liked it i loved it i loved the writing i loved the stories even though a lot of the stories were uncomfortable to read why were they uncomfortable to read well to be fair the first story it opens with a really horrible story yeah and i was kind of like do i really want to continue reading this book because i've read the lovely bones which was like equally as disgusting, mm. and I just thought I can't really go through that again. So I thought, okay, hopefully the next story will be a bit different. It was different, still very like obviously not great, um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. The opening stories, it, even though it's disgusting, I really like Roxanne Gay can really create characters and their relationships with each other. Mm. So the relationship yeah. between the sisters was was really really well done. So it kind of offset how horrible the story was yeah um and obviously her writings her cl- the clarity she writes with yeah. is great as well um i was talking to my friend about this and she was like oh roxanne gay is very direct 
she doesn't really do kind of like metaphors in her stories and that kind of thing. I think it's a lie. She said Roxanne yeah, Gay were. said this. She said Roxanne Gay said, "Oh, I she if she wanted to write about certain things, she'll just write about them. She doesn't need to like leave kind of clues in the text." But I don't believe that's true. And obviously, like I always say, never trust an author to tell you about their book. They're gonna lie to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I think definitely there's 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 things that she doesn't touch on directly that she she hints at in mm. the stories. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Mm. I kind of like that story was really, really obviously it was re- uncomfortable for various reasons. But then it's the way that she kept flicking back in and out of time. Yeah. So yeah. it's like so once one minute. So I forgot whether it was it Carolina and Sevi. I think, I think so. that's what they're saying. Caroline and Sevi, so they're sisters, um, and they go through an ordeal um, with a with a paedophile, and it was like one minute they're they're not they're in the present day and they're kind of quote unquote fine, and then next minute they're flicking back to when they're ten and then uh, ten and eleven and this is happening to them. Then they're flicking back to the future, and it was just a bit like what like once you get quote unquote comfortable like with the story and you're getting thrown back into the discomfort of it, and it was like it made me like feel really sick. Like after reading the first story, you know what I mean. You know, you know what you were saying about the relationship with the um, the relationship that she um, portrays between the two sisters. Mm. Um, it's really a testament to how going through, even if it's an awful experience, how going through that with someone makes it more. It bonds. It, it bonds you, yeah. Even mm. if it's awful, mm. it still gave them a beautiful bond. If that makes sense, mm. and. Um, and I actually read something about that the other day in um, Essays of Love yeah. by Alan DeBotton. He was saying basically like it's those experiences, something that makes you step back and appreciate something, the novelty of something or even the danger of something. But experiencing that with another party yeah. is what bonds you. Like sitting down for a meal isn't going to bond you the same way like cramming for exams mm. late at night with your friend where you're stressed, you feel you're going to fail, mm. like all those kind of things. And it really made me think of that because I was like... It was sad, but it took the edge off knowing that, okay, they've at least they've got each other. Yeah. Yeah. At least they have someone who knows exactly what... Because yeah. that's the issue, isn't it? When you go through something and then no one can really comprehend it. Mm. But at least you have that one person there who can comprehend it. Yeah. So I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah that's, you know what? Have you, have you seen The Invention of Lying? Movie. <laughs> With Ricky, um, movie. Ricky Gervais? Yeah. Oh, God. I got halfway through it and I thought, you know what? This is like... Yeah, do you, I mean, just touching back on the bonding thing, there's oh, a little is... bit that just popped into my mind. Basically, he can, he's the only person who can lie in a world where everyone believes everything's true. Okay. So anything he says, people believe because there's no such thing as a lie, but yeah, he's the yeah, only yeah. person who can lie. So he says, he goes up to this beautiful woman and he's like, oh, uh, the world's going to end if you don't sleep with me, basically. And so she panics. They go to a hotel. They're about to have sex. And he's like, oh, this is wrong. And then he's like, oh, um, oh, the world's not going to end. He picks up the phone. He's like, oh, I've just got a call. The world's not ending anymore. We don't have to have sex. And he's like, right, I'm going now. And she's like, oh, you're leaving, but we've, we've been through so much together. And this happened oh, within yeah. like 20 <laughs> seconds. But because of the kind of the fear of something was about to happen, yeah. obviously she felt like she bonded with him. Sorry, that's just random. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's random. In my head. Yeah, I mean, like... <laughs> that's the, a good example there. That's yeah. a good example, like, you know, when you put it that way. But it's it was interesting, like, you know, they're... they're the, like the relationship with parents and their children like once that mm. whole experience happened yeah. they no longer had their daughters yeah, like yeah, that yeah. was it they never had them at all like they had each other but there was always this disconnect I think there was mm. a bit where I think it was going through the court case and stuff and the mum was like oh do you want me to come in and help you and then uh, yeah, she was like, like no, no it's fine yeah. you see what I mean yeah. and I just felt like that was really it was really like it was a, t- like, it was a really strong story to start with I mean a really bold choice I guess yeah. but like not one of them ones that are hidden deep in the deep into the book where you yeah. get comfortable and you start to you know you're either going to continue the story the book or 
or not. What I thought was interesting as well is that when you're obviously getting the story from the victim's perspective, mm. you're a lot more hesitant to kind of say, oh, the peretrator deserves to be forgiven. Because at the end, when he was writing a letter saying he's a changed man, I was I like, felt absolutely I was like, Fuck him. nothing. I was like, fuck him. Yeah, exactly. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas if you're from, like, I guess, an objective point of view, you might say, well, you know what, he's reformed and blah, blah, blah. He's saying he's a Christian now. And did a, of Dead. course, if he walks into a church, they would probably accept him and say, you know what, he's a changed man or whatever. But when you're really getting it from the subject's point of view, you're less likely to, um, to, to forgive. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was even disgusted that he was even up for parole. Well, yeah, that's good. didn't he get yeah. life? Was he supposed to get? That's why. That's why I was confused. I was just like, good behavior, yeah. isn't it? Good behavior. Yeah. He reformed, yeah. Hmm. Um, but I mean, moving on to the other story, yeah, the um, the one where the um, the, the water that yeah. follows her around everywhere, basically. Yeah. I don't know. Like, what did yeah. you guys make of that story? I was confused. I didn't have a clue. I had no mm. idea. Like, what's going on? Um, so essentially, it's called okay. It's, the the story is called Water, All Its Weight, mm. and I was like. All right, but she has this. She has this puddle following her, and it's, a cloud. This cloud it? following her is wherever cl- she goes. Is it a cloud, or is it just the? Is it just the damage? So it's, or what is so it? it's mold mm. in her. Like she had mold on the roof at work. She had mold in her roof as a child. Mm. Um, but then remember when she goes out to eat and she's like, "There's a cloud." And yeah. when she's is it? She's working. What is it she's doing at the beginning of the story? And when it talks about the water down her back, and yeah. she's in the gym. She's, she's in, in the, the gym, gym yeah. right? And she looks up and there's mold and there's a leak in the gym. Yeah, and yeah. Do you know what I thought it was? What do you think? I thought it was menstruation. I thought she was writing about women's periods. Really? Yeah. Do you know what? Only because. (laughs) Did you get that? (laughs) But only because when when I've spoken to some girls, they're like, oh, when I'm at work and I'm on my period, I can feel it dripping. Or they're like, when I'm in the gym and I'm on my period, I can feel it dripping and I'm always aware of it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And then also, the way. Obviously, society has seen periods. It's like it's a woman's burden mm. that follows them around wherever they go. And then also when she, I mean, the church thing, the nun thing was so random. But it's obviously like, what do nuns, I guess, shun? Their womanhood, their femaleness, which is essentially what the way they see is periods. Mm. Periods are kind of identified as a marker of a woman. Do you know what I mean? And the fact that they were kind of like, they were trying to love her, but they couldn't. Kind of like, oh, they're rejecting her. They're re- rejecting her. Her womanness, and do you know what I mean? And also, the, when they was having sex as well, and the guy looked at her, and then all he could see was the the water and it's the dampness. Yeah, and I guess he, he was the, yeah. like he could just see, he just saw her, her her woman, her femaleness. Do you know that's what I mean? Take. And just rejected yeah. her. So that's what that's what I was thinking. I was literally thinking she's talking about periods, but I spoke to my friend, and she was like, "Look, yeah, if Roxanne Gay wanted to write about periods, she'll just write about it." Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So then, what was this? Because <laughs> yeah, if you want to write about something, what was this? Because this, do you know yeah, what I mean? I know. But apparently, she said that she she was living in an apartment and it had a damp roof, and she just wanted to write a story about a damp roof. Do you know what? I can't believe that because it's like I don't know. Like for me, you know how when you do your English literature in school, and it talks about the hidden meaning, blah blah blah. Sometimes writers aren't even conscious of where these ideas come from. But for me, that's so like cryptic. It's not as simple as I was staring at a. I was staring at a. Yeah. A patch for me anyway. Yeah. I was staring at a patch in my room because she really, really ran with that. I thought by the end I'd understand. I got mm. to the end and I was just like, okay, so is there a page missing? Yeah, that's what I mean. Because like, wait, she was a baby and then there was a dampness above her thing. They kept fixing, they kept fixing it. it, and then her parents got annoyed, and then and they gave, gave her up for adoption again because obviously historically parents didn't really want girls; they, they want wanted boys. Them. Do you know what? And what reminds you of girls? Period. 
Do you know what? Fine. I'm, that's, I that's, mean, that's the story, <laughs> and I'm sticking to it because. <laughs> okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, okay. It's a very interesting take, though. Yeah, I might be reaching, probably, probably. but <laughs> you know, You're probably. But yeah, I thought I thought that was good. I feel like um, I, her short her short for me anyway. Her shorter stories were better. Well, I enjoyed them more for some reason. Yeah, same, same, same. Yeah. What the shorter stories of the short stories? Yeah, the okay. the, the shorter ones. Yeah, because yeah. I felt like she she could capture a lot more in them for some reason. Yeah, she's it's skilled. Same, I think so as well. Yeah. yeah, she's really skilled. That's why I like open marriage. Yeah, yeah. Do I talk about open marriage? Yeah, okay. The reason I liked it is because... <laughs> <laughs> to talk about Do you know what? The reason I liked it is because I read it mm. and I'm getting halfway through it. And by the end, I felt really conflicted because in my mm. mind, I'm like, it's almost like, okay, this woman has a level of confidence about her ability to keep her man satisfied, that she feels like she's woman enough. And a lot of women don't feel like that mm. in their relationships, you know what I mean? So a lot of mm. women are kind of like worried, they've got an insecurity here, yeah. they, they, they convince themselves he doesn't like this or he likes this about another woman. And she didn't have that. But then by the end, it was almost like to the detriment of his manhood. Like, it's almost like the fact that she thought he was less of a man and less desirable and had no game yeah. made her feel more like, okay. Yeah. Does that make sense? So it's like, stronger. yeah, it made her feel stronger. So I don't, it's like she almost got off like when it gets to the end and she talks about his virginity and stuff and I'm just kind of like that's that's like the kind of thing a man would say yeah do you know what I mean that's probably what she's that's doing trick, though, yeah exactly so I'm like because I was rooting for her and then I was like mm. I was getting all the, I was getting all the way into it and then all I saw was he has no he has no game yeah and I was like wow that's peak you know like because in those situations obviously the man like I think it's perceived the man is usually in control well in typical situations the man is in control of mm. those kind mm. of things emotional and sexual etc and for her to kind of just flip it on that, it kind of makes it's just an, it's a reflection. Yeah, and it's a good thing to like make you look and think, "Wow, okay, so she's, de- she's definitely in control." And yeah, that's literally that too. literally that too. because it, it, when you think about it, everything that she was saying, that's what men say when literally. a woman's like, oh, "I'm going to leave," they're just like, "You will never find another Where are you man gonna like go? me." Where are you going to go? <laughs> Who's going to want you? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And also the sex thing, like, "Oh, she had the best sex she ever had with me." Mm. It's the wrong and strong thing. The fact that the yogurt was tasted like shit, but she still <laughs> ate anyway. She's yeah. going to lick the spoon <laughs> just to show she's yeah, right. Yeah, do you, that, and that's that's typically yeah. what a man would do. Do you get me? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was like these are a good collection of stories. One, one that did kind of. Um, all right, the two that did kind of like stick out to me mm. was the difficult women. Um, I didn't. I was the difficult women. The difficult women one really, and I've got like a lot of few questions on yeah, that as I'm well. Yeah, I'm gonna read it now. Yeah, what I, sk- I skipped it, but I'm gonna okay. read it. But yeah. yeah, yeah, difficult women bit. Basically, she goes through different types of women. So within it, she, bit, so yeah, yeah, got yeah, that, yeah, yeah. So she basically has she basically breaks it down to three sections, and it's called loose women, um, frigid women. Uh, crazy women and mothers and then dead girls um and looking at these looking at these and then kind of reflecting it back onto like all the women i know and all the and like little things so she basically said she's kind of like drawing an an assessment on like the different kinds of women that are out there and what people tend to call them and what they tend to, and what they've kind of absorbed from society to think of themselves. Mm-hmm. So in this bit of oh, crazy women, and she was like, Oh, you know what crazy women think when walking down the road or when walking mm-hmm. and like, you know, and it's just this kind of like this perspective of having to always have to be on guard to defend yourself at every, at any given opportunity or point. Mm-hmm. So she was even, there was a bit where the woman was walking with like, 
she had her keys and she had three like sticking out of her hand like in her pockets. So I know she, so many people who do that. Yeah, because like she was like ready because she like don't know who's gonna come from anywhere and you know you see so many things in television and you know in the news and whatnot like it's gonna just raise that kind of paranoia and people start calling you crazy. But then in that last bit, the um, when she's with her boyfriend or she's dating. And he's, she's explaining this to him, and he's like, "You're not crazy. Like you're a woman. Yeah. Like this is that. That's what you, mm. you tend to go through." Yeah. Mm. Did you see much from that, guys? Do you remember reading it? Yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember. And the first thing I thought is like, of course, like it's just taking circumstances and environment into consideration when defining how we see women, what women are. Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, we've all kind of. <laughs> Well, I, I, most of my mandem, when it comes to, like, ex-girlfriends and stuff, when they're talking about one, they're always like, bro, she was crazy, you know? Like, she was yeah, crazy. Yeah, because we're all mad. We're all they, crazy. They, yeah, yeah. They all say you that. Born you know what way. I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> one one I'm mad, one are crazy. Exactly. Men are crazy. And, and think about this guy who's like, oh, she's blowing up my phone. She won't leave me alone. These times she's just left her, her sweater or what is her scarf or something at his house. Yeah. And that's the reason she's phoning him. Like, yeah, I need yeah. to get my thing from your yard. But he's thinking, she's too on it. She's on it. And, like, do you know what I mean? You never really know what's actually going on. Mm. You only just got your interpretation of So, yeah, it's good to... I think this book is what's good about it. It really gives great perspective. Like, Juno Diaz is This Is How You Lose Her. It's very similar to this. Yeah. In terms of, like, the whole um, men are trash element, right? But <laughs> yeah. I think because this is from a woman's perspective, it's a lot more hard-hitting. This Is How You Lose Her. For men. Huh? A lot more hard-hitting. For yeah, men. for men. Yeah, I'm for, for women too. No, even for me. Even yeah. for me, I was reading some of them. Like, um, there's one. What's it called? There's one. It's basically about a girl, and she's described as like, like overweight, but she's not. She's not huge. She's just like a bit soft. Probably doesn't have the most defined shape or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, it talks about. It's from. It's from written from. Is it written from her perspective? I think it's yeah. And um, she. And it, it opens and it's talking about, oh, um, she was, she, no, it's not written from her perspective. It's narrated by the author and she describes her as ugly, but she's not ugly as in her face is not attractive, mm. but she's overweight. Mm. And so a woman with a horrible face and is skinny is more desirable than a woman that's charming um, with a nice face or that's mm. intelligent with a nice face or that's mm. generous with a nice face. Um, and the, the reason why that one like really got to me is because recently I read um, Megan Crab um, body. I can't remember what it's called now. Body positivity or so- something like that. Yeah. And it just talks about like the diet culture and like um, mm. self image in terms of overweight women. And I remember after reading that book, I was just like, you know, the slow clap because I was like, yeah. for me, my weight is never something that I've really had to think about. Just mm. generally, I'm just natu- I'm just naturally slimmer, so it's not even something that I've ever really paid much attention to Mm. but when i was reading i was like it's actually crazy how someone being overweight gives you all of these perceptions about their diet the way they live their attitude their image of themselves yeah and that one really reminded me of that when i read it and i was like and she just get pissed people make certain comments like oh yeah i expect you to be a good cook and she's just like i am but that's not the point yeah yeah yeah. why would you expect me to cook well yeah kind of thing and that was a really good one yeah because there's a bit in that um that difficult women bit and it was like what a crazy woman eats, mm. and it was very telling about like you know the kind of, and it's but this, I think it leads on to that body positivity stuff because um, they were saying oh you know like she eats all these light foods she eats all these she's on, on these diet fads yeah. she's on all of these different things and it makes her ill 
like each week having to meal prep yeah. like that kind of mm. thing because because like who is she doing it for like have you ever felt pressure to actually to to do any of that for me no, yeah, no. but i have a friend who is just so beautiful and she obsesses over her weight mm. she's not she's never been big like mm. in her whole life like at all but she's obsessed with her weight and she told me like she's been like that since she was like she she i mean she had, and in the book it says you the body body positive power it says women tend girls tend to start thinking about their weight at age eight mm. and i was just speaking to my friend when she was like yeah i was in year four and she was like and i cried because i thought my thighs were fat and i was just like year four year four yeah that's mad <laughs> yeah that is crazy and it talks about in this one in um difficult women it talks about how it says she's always in bed with a man because she feels like she has to sleep with them earlier because that's kind of her way of like yeah reeling them in because she's not desirable enough so she has to make she has to go to the like the extremes of being sexual and sexy and attractive yeah. to like get a man to find interest and i just thought it was really really mm. interesting mm. Mm. that's like you? an eternal sunshine of a spotless mind where he's talking to his girlfriend and she's like he's like oh i assumed you slept with him because that's how you get people to like you that's wild you know that yeah. make, that people can be confident enough to say that <laughs> yeah right right well she, she leaves him as soon as he says that yeah. she walks out and she's like nah I'm done here yeah but yeah I, I know exactly what you're saying yeah have you like ever called or perceived anybody as frigid I mean maybe when I was I nine. remember they called me that in primary in, in secondary school I'm like I'm I'm I'm, I'm 12 <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. Do people still use the word frigid? No, I don't think so. Like, oh, God. There's a whole segment on like the cold, like on that difficult women story, yeah. like just of like the cold woman and what yeah. that, and what that looks like. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like um, cold woman as a mother, or yeah. like who surround who she surrounds herself with, or how the how the frigid woman dresses, like how she got that way, kind of thing. And it was just like it, like for me, it was. It, everything's always eye-opening for me yeah. but this is a very like eye-opening story read that one when i leave it's really I really I skipped it no it's really good it's really good but i like i like it when they're broken down into segments like that probably because it was broken down it doesn't yeah, look like I, a story yeah, it doesn't yeah, look like a story I think that's why, but yeah. like i liked i like the broken down ones because you can just take it in little bits because she has to get to the point yeah, very, that's very quickly point in everyone isn't you know it? what i mean so i found that that was really good but um and there's also a bit about mothers in there about what it's like when yeah, a mother thing, has to when raise it's a, a, when it's when Durandani went to mothers, I yeah. thought, oh, 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 that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To go there. yeah. So like the mother's bit, and she was like, you know, what it what it means when a mother raises a boy, and I don't know if you've ever had this conversation with your mom, Derek, but have you have you have you, have you ever spoken to her about what it was like for her raising you guys? Well, my mom didn't raise me. I mean, like you know, <laughs> but I know what you mean. You mean like, um, have you ever had that conversation? I mean, I've, yeah, but mate, trying to talk to. Uh, a Ghanaian mother about how she feels about her sons like to get her to be emotional and open is like getting blood from a stone it's do you know what I mean it's really really strange because mm. like Ghanaian mothers really really mother their sons yeah right but then when it comes to actual conversations about why and how they see things it's, they're just not open to it, it I, I don't know it's really really strange mm. it's like it's, well my mom she gets uncomfortable when she's talking about her feelings mm. like her to you oh, huh? to you or in general well, I'm assuming in general. Maybe, because, or maybe, yeah, maybe it's just to me. I don't know. Mm. Do you have brothers, sisters? I don't have any brothers. I mm. have two sisters. So okay. we have three girls. And my dad always says to me, I'm so glad I never had boys. And my mom's like, I really wish I had a son. Wow. Really? Yeah. Really? Because, yeah, because like, in this bit, she was just like, you know, having a boy is like, you know, I think a lot of mothers are kind of ready to have a girl. 
because they know that there's like from what she said anyway in this it was like oh they need to have someone that I have something essential in common with do you see what I mean like there's going to be elements where they are going to come to me to like get knowledge mm, or yeah. to uh, you know to understand like certain things about yeah. the ways of the etc but then when they have a boy it's like you know they get told by you know even like, you're told by men not to pamper them too much because it's going to make them a very soft boy or they're going to do all these different things and she kind of rounds it off by focusing on like the dad was doing the exact same thing like oh yeah in, in secret yeah in secret the, the but same not in secret in public yeah, yeah. But i think and i found that was really like i that was really do you know what's funny though because i don't I feel, do you know what it is? I feel like when men are babied, I don't think it makes them soft. I think it makes them irresponsible. <laughs> yeah, it does. I don't think it makes them soft and like, particularly, I feel a lot of the time it can make them irresponsible because they become, they're used to, they're, they're comfortable being mm. dependent. Mm. They're mm. comfortable being like, yeah. My mom's gonna do it. I've seen I've seen it in my family countless yeah. times. Like I've seen it in my family countless times. Ghani, and Ghani there's and a men, distinct mate. difference. Ghani I think. Men, that's them all is, I don't even know if I was like. I know you're coming to say, oh, Jamaicans don't. We don't raise our children like that. We raise them to cook, clean, and wash and I'm do not, everything I'm not for even themselves. Ta- do you know what's funny? I'm not even talking. Wow. I'm not even you talking about that. Take it off my mouth. Huh? I'm not even talking about that because I know mm. I, I get. I see it all the time on Twitter. Like Caribbean men are so much more domesticated. Yeah, that's and, what they all say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but, no well, I was gonna. I was gonna say something different, but continue your point. <laughs> no, yeah, I was gonna say that, and I, I'm not even referring to those that kind of thing. I'm just talking mm. about that that level of. Um, that level of okay reliance reliance they like mm. they have no issue mm. not taking things on and oh, right, yeah. be, like they're happy to kind of just be like nah you handle that kind of kind of thing <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah. i'm just like mm, no anybody got time for this yeah yeah, yeah. no yeah. absolutely that's gonna say i just don't remember like not i don't remember ever being babied in that sense or pampered like that mm. but we might me and my mom are close so it's just one of those it's one of those things but I don't know, like, I just always found it always a bit strange, you know, when, when, I think it is down to character, though. I think it is down to character when you, if you do over pamper, like, a boy or even a girl, and the way that they react, or the way they develop growing up, it's down to the character of the child, though, don't you think? Don't you think mm. that that's how the character, like, because they're always going to have that character. No, I feel like... how, it's just, it's just how it's kind of developed into... I get what you're saying, but then that kind of suggests that there's some sort of innate character that people are born with, and then, well, I don't believe that, so... Yeah, that's that. No, nah, I don't... Because you, you, don't, you don't believe that you have the same character. Yeah, I think we're blank slates when we're born. Yeah. Mm. No, to, to a degree... You have a, you have a person, you start to develop to a personality. To a degree. I think you have genetic predisposition. No, you develop a personality pre- as you, as you, when you're a bit. Yeah, but where, where does that come from? It but comes isn't that from due to the world around you. The thing is, I'm on, I'm on the fence because I, I agree, but I also think there must be an element of us that exists mm. when we're born. But how? I don't know to what extent. I'm mm. not even sure. But I just feel like being literally born, like, do you know what I mean? To the point me, where yeah, I, there's <laughs> nothing is a bit. I can't really comprehend that. Where it's like right. there's no. You can't just, I don't, yeah, just being born a blank slate. I think there's nothing in way of personality, but there's obviously things that, for example, language that allows us to be able to learn language. There has to be something within us that allows, do you know, for us to pick up certain things that make mm. us who we are. Yeah, no, I get you. Um, but in terms of, nah, I don't think so. I mean, that's just my personal I think opinion. for the most part, it's nurture though. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I think there is a balance though. And there's a little bit in here when when the mother found out that she was pregnant again. Now, how 
because I don't really know many young mothers at the moment. Like, I mean, none of my friends who have become mothers. Like, do you have any friends that have become mothers um, recently? And did you see much of a change in them? Um, I have a friend um, who had a son a few years ago, and I feel like since she had her son, she's like more forthright and going for what she wants in terms of it's almost like he he because you know you get you know I feel like when especially single mothers when they have a child it can either mean they sacrifice everything they've ever wanted so that they can give their so they can give their child the most or it means okay cool now I really have to go for what I want and I have to succeed in that because that is my that's my legacy for them does that make sense I feel Mm. like it can go either way if you're not already like secure and established in what you're doing it can either mean okay I'm going to sacrifice everything or I'm going to put everything because even more worth it I have even more reason to go for it and even more drive to really pursue it and I feel like she's the latter like she's really going for it now and she's like I have to make it and this has to work because it's not just me now I have a whole person that's looking up to me and who's going to see this and use this as an example Mm. um so yeah I I don't think that's of course that's positive yeah what I really liked as well was the hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands and they partner with factories that prioritize safe ethical and responsible manufacturing I love that Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details fact that she emphasized the fact that as a parent you're not necessarily going to like your child yep. you'll love I them say that. do you know what i mean it's like in in sula i've read sula no but, but i do want to read yeah she sula. basically point, she points out and the same in in fences as well yeah, where yeah. he's just like he's like i don't have to like you like you're fed you've got a roof over your head but what do I need to like you for? Do you, do you know what I mean? I, find and it's so real, I dead. find that dread. Yeah, that's, 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 that's I, dead, man. That's, nah. Why? Because the son hated him. The son, I mean, the, look, the son hated him because he didn't like him. Yeah. yeah and but look, that, and that, that's the, very, very At the end of the day, he, didn't, he did not seek out his son for a friendship. He didn't seek him out and say, oh, I, I like you connect with people. No, do you know what I mean? His son was literally thrown into his life. Remember, his dad, the dad is bitter. 
Yeah. In that whole play. Yeah, that basically. The dad is bitter. His whole objectives and motivation for him throughout the play is his bitterness at not being able to go far enough in Yeah, he is bitter. But I mean, I was just using that as an example to say that. That's what I'm saying. Parents don't really have to. But but that's what I'm saying, where it comes from. Mm. Because even in this, even in this story, when she said, uh, when he said, when she said she didn't really like him, like Mm. her son, it's based off the fact that it wasn't a girl. Do you see what I mean? Has, yeah. has, has, have any of you read? I need. We need to talk about Kevin. Oh no, not no, yet. Okay, no. that book is brilliant. I love it, and it's basically this mother. She, I'm, I'm spoiling all of these books. Go it. she, this mother, <laughs> she's pregnant, and from the minute she's pregnant, she can she can feel that she doesn't like her son mm. while she's carrying him. Yeah, but she's like, and then obviously he's born, and like he's just he's a nutter. But not in a kind of overly kind of running around talking to himself in the street. Like, like he's just, he's basically like a psychopath. And, um, and throughout the book, she kind of questions, is this my fault because I don't like him? Mm. But then at the same time, she's almost like, nah, he's, he's, a, he's a piece of work. And mm. I, I, I have good reason not to like him. And she's kind of battling that throughout the whole story. Mm. And it's weird because you don't actually, you don't actually hate him. In the end, even yeah, even, even though the end is like tragic, but yeah. and I, I always think back to that because it's I, I need to, that's a book I actually need to read again. Mm. I need to read it again, but um, yeah, that's a good book about that kind of dynamic mm. and that relationship and this motherly love. Do we kind of overestimate how many women actually have it? Have that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was listening to a, um, a podcast with uh, the woman who wrote Eat, Pray, Love, mm-hmm. um, and she's basically like discussing why she didn't want to become a mother and there was like i think she kind of broke it down to she said there are three kinds of women i don't know whether you agree with those guys but she said there's one there's ones that were to be mothers ones that are to be aunties and ones that need to be away from children like like, you know what i mean (laughs) and um she was like she put herself in the auntie category and even when i was reading my book um shallow selfish and self-absorbed which is a collection of essays about people that don't want to actually have kids and why yeah it's really good um, it kind of put into perspective like this whole idea of actually having this innate thing in you sometimes when it comes to like parenthood and whatnot it's kind of like it's kind of shaky yeah and it all depends sometimes some people get pregnant and it's like they just they run with it yeah and then they become they become yeah 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 that parent that mom that mother primarily but their parent or some people have kids and as you said we've been to talk about Kevin she she could feel that she didn't yeah, didn't yeah, like yeah. this this child. Do you see what I mean? From the womb, though. From the imagine? womb, from the womb. But she had, he had a younger sibling, I believe. I'm sure, he did. I might be making it up. There's a uh, movie. There's a movie. There's a movie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll check yeah. it out. The, the, and usually, I hate adaptations mm. of books. I usually think they're I might watch it tonight. <laughs> crap, but that's a good film. A good I watched one. it in the cinema. That's I'll a good film. Yeah. yeah. Did you? So, did you guys read um, La Negra Blanca? No. Yes. I never got. I never got Remind me. So basically, it's about Sarah. She goes by Sierra in the club. Yeah, she's yeah, mixed yeah. race. Her mom's black. Her name's Sierra. No, her name's Sarah, but she's yeah, a she goes by so she Sierra. In the, in, in the, she's a stripper, basically. She's Don't paying her way through through college, university. But one thing I found I found really interesting about the story is the fact that there's a white guy. He's like posh white guy, got rich. He doesn't have to work or anything like that because he's his father left him a fortune, and he's obsessed with like black women and rap music and <laughs> i know what roxanne gay was trying to trying to do yeah but i just thought that it was just such a 
open such an obvious critique of of rap music and obviously hip hop lifestyle and even though the story is great i felt like it was really heavy handed it was kind of like okay easily you could say oh because this white guy is obsessed with rap music and the way rappers talk about women and whatnot he's really he's trying to imitate it in in clubs and whatnot and i I just don't think that's 100 percent fair do you you know what i got from it Mm. was um when people when people look at us this is all they see that's Mm. what i got from it because he was fixated on big asses and like when there was a bit where she says he like puts on the clothes in it and he's like, oh yeah, yeah, and, he yeah does. And, he's, and he's like rapping <laughs> it and he's doing it in his thing. That bit was ridiculous. And it it was very sociopathic the way she described him. Like mm. it was like really odd um, because it was so it was so specific. It, it was obviously a fetish as well. Yeah, yeah. Of and I feel like she was she was saying that when people look at us, that's all that they're really interested that's all they're really interested in or that's all they're really kind of entertained by or that's the only thing that they look at and they think that looks cool like that's the only thing they really want to take and imitate everything else is like yeah including the skin color because what was you know his his dad said to him like you can look at black women but don't touch them Mm. and then obviously he thinks that the stripper is is white but she's got a black woman's bum and then when he finds out that she's actually mixed race he starts he throw up he throws up Do you know what I mean? That's what I mean. This is yeah. conditioning, man. Yeah, yeah. it's this, this actually disgusting. Yeah, exactly. So they want everything that is black without actually having to be black. What did you think was it's the what they've point? been taught. Sorry. Sorry, I was going to ask. What did you think was the point of um her 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 that relationship she had with? Oh, that lovely the um, yeah the guy that lovely Daniel. guy. Um, was he black? He was Spanish. He's Spanish. Wow. Yeah, I think it was just basically like to kind of offset. His name was his name William. No, Al- Alvarez or something like that. No? You know what I mean, the, the white guy. Yeah, the white guy was William. Yeah. Really oh, yeah, yeah. Just to kind, <laughs> kind of offset the way he was. You know what mm. I mean? The fact that uh, when she leaves the strip club, there is actually a place that she can go and have peace, and there's people who love her and whatnot, and don't really care that she's a stripper because it doesn't really matter. Yeah. You, you know did, what you mean? leave the job at the job, and mm. you live your life outside of the job, right? Yeah. But obviously, like what happens in the story, sometimes your job can follow you home and. And okay. do things to you, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but luckily, he was there. Yeah. But I think, yeah, it was just kind of like to counterbalance the fact that that William guy was just fucking oh, a piece of shit, basically. Do you know what I mean? Oh, entitled. Oh, absolutely entitled, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely entitled. But um, yeah, mate. So yeah, that's. Like, no, I was going to ask. Go on. One more one. Mm-hmm. The, um, the Mark of Cain, the twins. Oh, yeah. shit, yeah. Now. I remember, like, I was sitting there Look reading you it. Look at tea. Why you love because that story I so was, much? Like, I was, like, <laughs> I was, like, I was sitting there reading it. And then I started busting out laughing. And my mum was like, why are you laughing like that? I'm like, this, this, this book, this, this story. And I just found it very mad. Very, very mad. So the, the story is, one woman, she's married to her husband, who is a twin. Mm. But she's... But they swap. But she's dating her husband's Do brother. They... Sorry, question. Do they know that she knows or they think she doesn't know? Oh, they, they think she doesn't know. They think she doesn't know, innit? Which I just find absurd. They think she doesn't know. They think she doesn't know. I find it the most craziest. I just, I, the, reason I, I, the reason I like it so much is because it's actually so crazy. It's mad, isn't it? And the fact she's sitting there knowing mm. all of this stuff, like, even to the point where... But she's fine with it because she's in love with the brother. Yeah. She's in love with both of them. She said. Yeah, that's what I didn't get. Did because she but said she, she loves her husband, yeah. but she loves the other one more. Yeah. Different yeah. kinds of love, I think. Different kinds of love. Yeah, she loves them both in different. I mean, have you seen the Prestige? 
Not in a long time. So that's there's remember there's they're twins and they're one has a wife, one has a girlfriend, and they swap over sometimes. Mm. Oh, okay. Remember, and there's like his wife would he would say to his wife, "Oh, I love you," and she'll be like, "No, not today," because she knows that it's the other twin. Well, she doesn't know it's the other twin, but she can feel that you know he doesn't really love her. Um, mm. So yeah, I mean, I th- obviously it's, it sounds realistic, but it's absolutely unrealistic. I don't yeah. think that could ever happen. Yeah, no, because if you're if you're living that closely with two men, identical doesn't matter how identical they are, they're not going to be exactly the same. You're going. You just. You're just not gonna. You're gonna know the difference. I just feel like the way she set it up was just like, you know, yeah, they're they're identical. You can't tell them apart. They work in the same place, so they come back with the same story. And mm. it was just like, so you kind of just like, you're putting all these conditions in there yeah. to make it just so like this must no, I be. I don't think that's what was unbelievable. I think it was unbelievable that men would think they could get away with yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what I mean? You think? Yeah. I find it yeah. weird that they think she didn't know. Yeah, 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 exactly. But the thing I is, don't. I feel like the one. <laughs> I, of the, like I feel that. like one of the brothers knew the one she was in love with. I yeah. feel like he, remember when he comes back and he's like, to well, her, he, "I'm they, so sorry." Well, they know. I feel like the they're, two of them know. They're playing a role, so in it, so like he's coming back in the in the guise of his brother. Yeah. So if he sees that, but I feel unless, like unless, she, unless they had a conversation. I feel like she he knows that she knows. Does that make sense? Mm, I get what That's you mean. That's the impression I got. Mm. That he that th- that those two yeah. know, but they just don't speak of it. Mm. I just don't know. Maybe yeah. I, I mean, yeah. That's, that's the impression that's, I got. That's marriage, though, isn't it? You, when you know Pardon? things, you just don't say anything. What's that? What's that? That's what marriage is, isn't it? <laughs> it's true. It's true. You mm. know things and you don't say them. You just pretend like they don't exist. Just quickly, there was one that I thought was really weird. And just before, we... did you read Baby Arm? I love that story. I love I, the story. I, it was so that that to me was the oddest story in the book. Really? Know? Yes, I don't know why. What was weird Maybe about it? because I don't know. I don't know why. I just did it. It's the baby arm, the baby part. It threw me off. What is that? But the baby, it's just the baby arm. Yeah, but what why? is the story? That's the reason why it's weird. Not because of what happened. That baby arm really mm. threw me off. I'm like, this is so weird. Like, <laughs> she's seeing this guy, mm. and she likes rough sex whatever then there's a bit where she goes out and her and her friend at work mm. they go to a fight club and it's a bunch of women and they just batter each other yeah so it's not like there's a ring and there's everyone's just in a room just fighting just mm. hitting each other and then she's with this guy but she's in love with her friend and then obviously he, after she's been beaten up or whatever she goes back and he starts like pressing on her bruises and all of that stuff when they're having sex and she calls her friend up and She's on the phone listening. Mm. And okay, and I guess, I mean, that's weird, but you know, it's, it's, it's comprehensible. Yeah, yeah. And then he brings her baby parts, like of dolls. Like he brings her arm and then mm. he brings her a leg and she's like, maybe we'll have a whole baby soon. And that just really threw me. I just found that so uncomfortable because what? Is, and she's like, she strokes him with the baby arm. That's crazy. Arm. I, don't, I don't. Do you get it? I just thought it was so that's odd. Crazy. I thought it was <laughs> so weird. I don't know why. Really? Just, just like, what, what, what do you want with, what do you want with a baby I arm? I mean, I don't know because he brought it from <laughs> work. With baby he, brought, he brought it from work, right? <laughs> like brought it back from work. I mean, people go to work and then they, they find weird things and but they bring no, them home she to their was partners. So appreciative, like he bought me a baby arm. He's perfect, and I was just like, "What the hell?" Like, oh, but those two women, I, there was, I'm not a woman, so maybe there was some kind of thing that they were doing that other women can relate to. But I was just like, "Why are they behaving so bizarrely? Why does she want? Why does she want her to call her while she's having the sex?" The thing is, I don't think is that. Name? I don't think that that part is that weird. People have mm. all these weird sexual preferences. It mm. really is the baby limbs. 
That right. throws me off. I don't get it. I don't get the point. Like, why is that in there? I don't understand. I've not reached it yet, so I can't even say. And she's like, I sit down and she's like, he bought me a baby arm. I may fall in love with him. And I'm just like, that's what? Did you, got, you get what I'm saying? No, it's weird, like... isn't it? Maybe that was just kind of, to, uh, maybe that point was to try and emphasise how artificial what they were creating was. So okay. she was in love with her friend, but she was with He's him. Like, and then there was kind of like, because you, you know at the end there was kind of like, she was like, oh, maybe we'll have all of the parts that and to it'll come a, together to become be something that would, it is it would never like be that. more than what it is. Exactly. Yeah. It'll never be more than something artificial that we've put together. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That makes sense. Really maybe, I don't like, know. Like Roxanne That Gay makes says, me feel less unnerved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it always tries to make sense. But then Roxanne, <laughs> Roxanne Gay is very direct, apparently. So. Exactly. So she'll probably be like, well, no, I just saw a baby arm <laughs> on the floor one day and wanted to write about it. I don't know. <laughs> Nah. But okay, so overall, what do you guys think of the book? I really, so far? really liked it. Oh, great. Amazing book. Yeah, Amazing. Really liked such, it. Good, Amazing. such good writing. Such good writing. Right? Yeah, like, there was sometimes, there were some things I just caught, got caught up on a sentence. Like, it's, it's very clear. She's a very clear, there's yeah. no pretense in this book at all. Yeah. I think as soon as she wrote We Were Young Once in that first story with the paedophile, mm. I knew it was going to go down this this path. Right. Because I was thinking to myself, what's going, like, what changed? And then what typically changes in those situations? Yeah. And you can kind of foresee that that, that youth was, like, short-lived. Yeah. It's because it seems like a distant memory, mm. isn't it? Yeah. That's because yeah. it was ripped. That yeah. innocence was just ripped from them so early. Yeah, and they're not even that old. They're only, yeah, like, 18. Yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. What? At the present time, in the I first think, story, like in the early twenties. That's what I thought. Oh, 20s. early twenties. Sorry, yeah. remember they found that. Obviously, yeah. I don't want to spoil the story, but yeah, it was fifteen when they figured stuff out. But yeah, man, really good book. I really enjoyed it. Get well, it. so far, but I'm going to finish it. But you guys should get it. Yeah, really good book. Not Difficult fair. Women by Roxanne Gay. Yeah, it's in um, trade paperback. Yeah, I got or it in, Kindle. Yeah, or Kindle. Oh yeah, yeah. I got mine in Hatchards. Like I haven't been to Hatchards in ages. We need to go in there. Like that. That have you been in Hatchards? Recently. Of course. No, that place just looks like... Which one's Hatchard? Like the a... one down the road from Piccadilly, isn't it? Well, of course. Did oh, you know? Right. I always Is get it... it mixed up with Hatchard's and that other one. Which other one? That's got like the world sections and... Daunt. Uh, Daunt books, yeah. I always get those two mixed no, up. No, Hatchard's is the one just down from Piccadilly. Mm. And um, it's like a throwback in there. Why? It's like, some, like one of them. It's, an, them an, it's like an antique bookseller. They do sign. It's like seventeen ninety seven. I saw on the thing. Yeah, like, they sell. Book? They've got like some first edition signed books, yeah. like hundreds. When I went to ask for this book, because oh. you know how like they would usually, you know, in Watersons, they'd probably say, "Oh, it's in fiction. Go up and look for it," mm. kind of thing. Like I asked the guy for this, and the guy went missing for like. Oh, five they minutes. do that in Hatchards, yeah. As he actually searched for the book, and I was like, yeah. I could have gone and found the book, <laughs> but he came, ran back down, and he was like, "Yeah, here's the book." Mm. But yeah, it looked like Ollivanders or something. But yeah, Difficult Women by Roxanne Gay. Cool, Derek. Missed out your gems. What's your gem this week? I did miss out my gem because I'm going to have my gem next week properly. Properly prepared is going to be a really good one. So I'm going to skip it for this week. And, Before um, you just pick any gem. And have it. For, what do you mean just pick any gem? Before you just pick anything. Um, I can't off the top of my head, Alex. Sorry. <laughs> You're saving one. <laughs> it's like, all right, Derek's saving his gem for this I'm saving week. my gem for next week. It's going to be a good one. Trust me. Okay. Yeah? Cool, cool, cool. cool. All right. Best Life Reads. Did you have a recommendation? Um, so best yes. life, best life reads books that appeal to the soul. Go for it. Yes, um, Blink by Malcolm Gladwell. All oh, right, okay. Why is that? Because 
I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm like really obsessed with how much we don't know about ourselves as human beings. Mm. And this talks about basically your subconscious brain and how much it controls what you do every day so much. But obviously you're completely unaware. And it's also a really easy read. You can read it in a few a few days easily. Um, and it just... The, I just love the way he writes, generally. I just really like him as a writer. But it's so concise. Um, but it really makes you think. Like, I, I, I want to read it again. Because um, there's so many good examples. He gives example after example that's really striking, really drives home the point. Um, and yeah, I just think it's, I just think it's, it really makes you, really makes you, raises your level of consciousness even a little bit. Because mm. you have to be more accepting of, okay, cool, this is how I see it and this is how it looks. Um, like a really good example he gives is um, of in New York one night. I think it's, I'm, I'm 100% sure this is a true story, but don't quote me. Um, it's in New York. There's a man, I think just a, norm, just a man sitting on a porch or something, and the police come by and they're like, he looks suspicious. Um, long story short, like they end up shooting him because mm. he goes to reach into his pocket. So he claims self defense. And I think he was going to take out his keys to be like, no, this is my house and I'm going in. But they see like a black wallet, they assume it's a gun, and they see the officer, and he describes the officer, and the officer is just distraught. And it talks about how, obviously, firsthand, that looks like. Pre- pre- um, police brutality like blatant out and out racism and prejudice and discrimination and it is but it's not on that surface level where it's conscious like Mm -hmm. he has all it talks about how we have associations but that's not necessarily what we believe Mm -hmm. so he gives you a word and you say what you associate with and even you're like okay i associate this this is this association that i have but this isn't my conscious principled Uh. belief but that association will still drive you even though when you have a when you have a chance to think and assess, you know you wouldn't make that decision. Mm. And basically how bias. that played yeah. 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 And basically how that played into that whole shootout. Like he's not necessarily a racist, but he's in the police force. He's surrounded by these associations and these presumptions and stuff all the time. Mm. And in that moment of panic, in that moment of fear, that's what drives him, not his not his rational brain that's able to assess the situation or whatever. Mm. And it was kinda heart it was kinda heartbreaking because I was like, that really sucks but I also genuinely felt awful for the officer because mm. it's like if you genuinely are not that person, I don't think I don't think he'd prob- he'd be able to convince many people that he's not yeah. after a situation like yeah. that. Possible. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really good book. Yeah, I'll blink. Okay, cool. I think I've got it somewhere. I think I do as well. Or outliers. Oh, no, I've got I've got the Goliath one. Oh, David and Goliath. I think I've got that, mm. and I've got outliers somewhere. In my Kindle. Blink. I'll get blink. Today, I I'll, yeah, I definitely get that. Yeah, mm. really good book. Yeah, mm. cool. Um, Derek, mostly flicks. So today we're talking about a movie that I've mentioned a couple of times, but we're going to talk about it properly. It's um, Five Hundred Days of Summer. This, 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 this film was like Marmite. Like I saw you tweet about it, and I was like, he really likes this film. I love this movie. <laughs> yes, yeah, I mean, some people hate it, but I really just I like it just because of how realistic it is and how. Um, how is an unconventional love story? Like, so again, like Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. Even La La Land. I think La La Land's an unconventional love story. Um, I think what makes it so... Um, basically, I just love... I love love stories with um, unhappy endings. <laughs> I don't know why. Why? Because, huh? Because it's, like... it's real fucking life, mate. Yeah, the but... majority of relationships fail. Yeah, yeah. but it doesn't mean they fail negatively yeah but the thing is la la land doesn't fail negatively i think um 
Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind doesn't fail negatively. 500 Days of Summer doesn't fail, doesn't um, end negatively. Do you know what I mean? The relationship doesn't fail negatively. Well, no, it doesn't. Not really. Mm. When you look at it properly, it doesn't. But it's just, they fail. Relationships fail, bro. Like, yeah. it's not always... No, it's true. Hardly ever is it... Do you know what I mean? So I was talking to someone the other day and they was like, if you ever end up marrying the person you believe is your soulmate, you are probably one of the luckiest people in the world. Because he was just like, this doesn't happen. That's what I. That's that's the attitude I used to have, and mm. I thought, no, that's really sad. I can't think that for myself. <laughs> but I really, I really used to be like that. Like, probably won't end up marrying the person that I really love. Yeah, like, probably like not. That. But no, I refuse. <laughs> I refuse. I need that passion, man. No, no. Like, I had the passion. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just make. I feel like a lot of people do rush into these things. They, mm. they some people do crave partnership. They crave people to be in a relationship with all the time a lot they of people a lot, a, a lot of people don't know how to be with themselves mm-hmm. a lot of people are too comfortable being with themselves for yeah. too long there's just so many different variables that go across these things you know what i mean but like i found the i found the film quite cliche what i wish i watched it again and i, I feel like it was just like i was watching it and i was like hmm what was cliche about it tell I just, me I, no like okay not cliche i don't think cliche is probably i feel like it was just more I was watching it and I thought, okay, this is just what a typical American story. How? Like they, you know, he's in a, uh, he's oh he's in the board meeting. Oh my gosh, everybody, this is summer, <gasps> summer. I fall in love with summer. But oh it's my taking God. the piss out. Uh, the, the whole thing is just yeah. But it's you know, this. This is not to be taken seriously. He's ridiculed throughout the entire movie as being an idiot. How can you? Do you know what I mean? It's like that little girl, his sister, basically says that. No, nah, she's too loose mouth. She needs to figure. No, she needs to fix up. <laughs> <laughs> How can she be sitting there telling her like get a, get a crib? She now. comes over to his house and gives him vodka. Imagine. Yeah, bro. You're, she's you're like, she's like, just because someone likes the Sorry, same bizarro that. shit that you like doesn't mean they're your soulmate. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? We always do that when we have like a kink or something. Like his kink is he loves the Smiths, and then she loves the Smiths, and because it's such an you obscure reference, it's like. Yeah. <gasps> Wow, this person must be, honest. and we do that all the fucking time, all the time. Do you get me? Yeah. So no, I don't think I don't think I was. I think he he was he was a cliche, but an open cliche. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, that's why I really liked. It. I just thought, yeah, this is real talk, man. And like, it's funny because even after you've gone through loving someone, thinking you love someone, then the heartbreak, and then you're kind of like, oh, I'm never doing this again. Next season walks in and then yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you're, you're on it all on. over again. If you think you love someone, then you mm. do you then by definition love? If you think you love someone, is that the mm. same as loving someone? Mm. Do you get what I mean? I, I if know you what think you, you love somebody. If you I've, think you I, love yeah. someone, what's the difference between thinking you love someone? Mm. You know, when you sit there and you're like, I think I love him. What's the difference between that and I do love him? Like, what's the what's the difference? Behaviors. For example, there are a lot of, sorry, not to make it too heavy, but there are a lot of men wow. who beat up their wives and in their heads, they really think they love their wives. How can they love their wives if they're beating them up? Do you know what I mean? This is, this is, I, I feel like this is, that is a very... Is what you think? How, is that the question? I feel like this is a very unpopular opinion, mm-hmm. but I feel like we have romanticized what love is. Yeah? Yeah, I agree. And when I say that, and I mean to like the nth degree, like we associate love with goodness and mm. I don't think that's true. Love is a feeling like everything else, mm. isn't it? Mm. And how I react when I'm sad, it's mm. not going to be the same how you react when I'm sad. And that doesn't mean you're not... You could be sad and be in here doing cartwheels, but inside you genuinely feel sadness, whether you've blocked it out or whatever. And, I, and I'm not saying like, no, you can beat someone to a pulp and still love them. Mm-hmm. But in my head, I'm like, if this is love to this person, then we can't say you don't love this woman. Mm-hmm. You're just a sick and twisted prick who loves this woman does mm-hmm. that make sense yeah 
I guess it does make sense. But I think it, it, the general consensus is if you love someone, you want to see them happy, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I don't see how you seeing your partner on the floor bleeding is seeing them happy. I, yeah, I get it. Do you it. know what I mean? So it kind of negates what the majority of people, people I'm sure, yeah, would say love is. It, love is. Do you know what mm. I mean? But I get what you're saying, though. I mean, yeah, you're right. Um, I would never say to him, like, he loves you. He's just a, like... To, to, to me, too, I'm like, no, that man doesn't love you. Mm. But then when I really deep it, I'm like, well... Do you love that's him? Not love, that's not love to me. What if that is genuinely love to a next man? Do you know what I mean? Mm-mm. But, yeah. I get you. I, I do get what you're saying. I think the, probably the best oh, there, conception yeah. of love is, is, is Christian love. Huh? Even I wouldn't, I wouldn't sit here and say I'm, a, I, and I'm, I'm talking in terms of a Christian love that is unconditional, that's non, non-judgmental, that's accepting. Do you know what I mean? That's very wholesome and and un, unselfish, very altruistic, which is very difficult. Apparently, only God can love you in that way. Do you know what I mean? But I think that that's probably the best kind of conception of love that I have personally ever heard. It just makes perfect sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's something to strive towards. You probably won't achieve it, yeah. but if you're striving towards that love do you know what i mean it's like when people say oh love is a decision um to to a certain degree i i i agree i think you've the sparks there mm. and to turn it in love you have to decide to do that do you know what i mean like if 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 love was all you needed in marriage then it wouldn't be hard work with it mm. <laughs> do, you, do you know what i mean yeah so there's of course there's there's a decision that you have to make with no, regard to that as well it's true i don't know i just I was a bit slightly underwhelmed by the film. Bro, you but, WhatsApp with me like, yo, Summer is out here, though. She actually is out here. She's like... She's a real one, though. She's like, I don't, <laughs> I don't yeah, know I what like, this I is. She's played by, what's her name from... Um, what's she in? That sitcom. What's it called? The New, New Girl. Girl. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, isn't yeah. It? Was yeah. it Zoe Deschanel? Yeah. yeah. Is that her name? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I see, I like... I like someone. I think someone was yeah. She was she was definitely a real it's one. Proper about it, but like, yeah. And the guy was soft, but bro, that's all of us. That's he's just a man. Men fall in love with a different girl every month. You know, I've been that guy before, bro. Where you see you see a girl and she's amazing. You're just like, oh, are you you better WhatsApp your boy. Fam, I'm in love. You I'm really jealous. I'm really I mean, jealous of people that find people that they're attracted to or that they like that often. Like for me, on average, I'm interested in man every two and a half years. <laughs> 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 like honestly what? like I'm just so happy for you guys man because <laughs> it must be nice to be like yeah I'm chatting to this one I'm getting to know this one because everyone's like what are you saying I'm like nothing my phone's yeah, on do not disturb yeah. all the time my my business, yeah seriously I thought that's what most people were like I think that is what like, most people are like, like and, really, you know like it's just so funny because a lot of people they kind of categorise oh men do this men do that and I'm like well just say that that's what you do yeah, but obviously, you fall in love with someone every week. Yeah, but That's I'm saying this because it's a joint experience where my boys and stuff, like, I'm yeah, not... You fall in love with people every week. Bro, I like, think yeah, most people are like that. Because <laughs> most people that I speak to, they're chatting to this one or they're dating this one or they're seeing this one. Right. They've, always got an, they've always got an interest. Yeah. Um, well, I'm just here, <laughs> just living vicariously <laughs> yeah. through them. It's just but, actual, boy, yeah. But, but yeah, no, I think that's a lot of people. It's just, you just want human... It's very natural, mm. isn't it? Human mm. connection is what... Yeah. Is what really... You want human connection. Yeah. Do you know what I think? I think... This is, I mean, I'm probably wrong, but I've started to think that a lot of people, yeah, fall in love or feel that feeling very, very quickly and then have to convince themselves that they're not feeling it because they don't think they should be feeling it yet. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So some people, like, for example, you might meet someone and automatically you think, in your head you're thinking, well, I feel like I'm in love with this person, but how can I be? No, I'm not. 
this is too fast. And you start, you know, like really beating down the feeling yeah. and then you start letting it out, uh, you know, a lot more slowly because that's what's, I guess, socially acceptable probably in your circles or in where, wherever you live. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like back in the day when people talk about, oh, love at first sight. I used to, I used to be like, yeah, I believe that. I believe that can happen. Do you know what no. I mean? The, first, the, the beginnings, the beginnings of love. Love. Can at happen first at first sight. I, I definitely think Love. That. The beginnings of love, Alex. Wow, mad. Definitely. A childish, immature love, Actually. but a spark nonetheless. Actually, just setting yourself a, a, up. A, a, like you, setting yourself you, up, Don't man. you mean like a, a genuine, real, like, st- strong feeling towards the person? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's what yeah. you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah, believe yeah. that can happen immediately. Yeah, of course. Mm. You don't believe so? You don't believe so, Alex? I don't know, you know. That's, Fam, that's speak, chemistry, man. man. Said, exactly. Know. You're just sitting there looking at your fingernails. Can you speak? Up? I don't know, man. I don't. I literally don't know. I'm just sitting there thinking. I don't. I don't know. You've never been in love before. No, I haven't. Never. Have haven't. you not? Mm-mm. It's not worth it. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been in situations where you feel like you probably have been. I was saying you've been in love, man. Then I'm not. Then I look back on it. I'm thinking like, nah. Then I think to myself, nah, nah. It's not. So you've convinced. This is what I'm saying. You've convinced yourself, yourself it wasn't, wasn't in love. love. Yeah, because it wasn't. Yeah, okay. If I convinced myself it wasn't, mm. then it wasn't. But do you think that really and truly that's the situation? You know what you were saying about when you first meet someone. Mm. Do you think that okay, you're looking at it a year on. Do you think in retrospect you remember it in a way? It, you remember things that you necessarily didn't feel, or you you remember it in a way that it didn't actually transpire. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely, so maybe yeah. that's what. Because I was thinking this the other day. Because when I, because when I think about how I met my ex, I always tell everyone like, as soon as I looked at him, I was like, oh my god, like, he's so cute. Like, yeah. like I always tell people that, and I'm like, I like I knew he would be my boyfriend. Like, and I'm so convinced, and I'm like, was it actually though? But in my head, I'm hundred percent certain. Like, I can, I swear to God, I can remember so clearly. Mm. The, the second I laid eyes on him, like mm. I can remember it so vividly, but then mm. I'm like, am I just making it up? Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Are you misremembering it? Yeah, I get that. I remember what you he was remember. wearing. Mm. I like lit like down to a T. I remember the way he looked at like everything. Mm. Wow. Everything. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like love to me. It does. Because you, you pick up on the small details that nobody else does. Yeah, right? like just literally everything. Mm. Must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> and then it and then it all falls apart, and here we are. And we're here. Yeah, I mean, it, that's 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 what happens, isn't it? I mean, you, the thing is, I was thinking this the other day. Someone love me, guys. Someone like do we 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 enjoy the present only in memory. Yeah. Do you know what so I mean? You, honestly, honestly, you just enjoy the past. Come yeah. on now, I'm, come on now. Please. I'm not even joking. <laughs> in memory, it is past. <laughs> I was on the train, yeah, and I was, like, language, man. I was like, moments, yeah, moments pass so quickly, yeah. but the past always stays where it is. Do you know what I mean? We, we move further away from, we move away from the present more, more rapidly. Yeah. yeah, seriously, more rapidly than we do from the past. Because mm. really, if you think about it, sorry, I'm getting, I'm getting a bit philosophical now, but Go is on. there really anything such as the present? Because mm. the minute you, the minute you acknowledge it, it's mm. gone. So yeah. I feel it's like literally all we have is what's coming. Yeah. And essentially what's like behind us. What's, what's, yeah, exactly. Past, right, exactly. Literally all we, all we really have is the future. Exactly. Mm. Everybody who's pining over their, you know, their long lost loves, what they're really doing is enjoying the relationship in the future. What? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Huh? Like you're literally enjoying the relationship in the present, but it's in the past. 
So when you're remembering it, you're enjoying it more than you actually did when you was actually in it. Okay. Do you know what I mean? You're enjoying the good bits of it. Well, yeah, depending on your mood as well, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, honestly, because some days I'm like, <laughs> he was so amazing, man. Yeah. And other days I'm like, <laughs> he didn't yeah. deserve me. Yeah. <laughs> it just depends. Oh, God. Sometimes I think back like to moments where I've really been into someone and I've said some shit. At the time, me and the person have been like, oh, wow, like I can't believe you said that to me. And I think back and I'm like, oh, God, why the fuck did I say that? It's cringy. Like, ugh. Mm. Yeah, man. Yeah. I don't know. Alex, you got something to say, man. I know, like, I'm moving even like, yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I literally don't have anything to, literally don't have anything to add. Mm. I'm just like, when will I find love? Oh, guys? here we go. When will, when I, will when, you marry? When will I find, when will, when will I marry? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, man, I, mm-mm. Your time will come, man. I mean, really? you're, you're still young, Archie, focusing on your career, you know. Your time will come, bro. You sound like an uncle. It's true, no, though. Like, just, in, on their throne. Are you experiencing, you'll probably just be like, nah, this isn't for me, you know? What, what love. love? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm a loveless being. Honestly, we'll see. yeah. Honestly. We'll um, see. We'll see. But yeah, guys, thank you for listening this week. Are we done? Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah, we're done. Okay. We're done. Um... Thank you, Ezra, for coming and joining yeah, us really today. Time, it was Thank amazing. You. And it's helped me dissect this book because I'm reading it and I'm like, what is going on? So yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be reading the rest of the stories. Like, Don't yeah, believe yeah. Roxanne Gay when she says, oh, I'm being straightforward. I don't she's, believe that at not, all. Yeah. What is that about baby? You're a liar. So, where can they find you, Ezra? I mean, people already know. But. Um, I mean, everything's literally Azraya. That's the, that's, the, that's, the, that's the beauty of my name, I guess. Mm-hmm. One thing I appreciate about name. So, A Z R Y A H, and then I should pop up literally like somewhere. Everything. Yeah. Okay. Cool, cool. Anything else to add, Derek? Nope. Just make sure you come down to the live show on March 9th. Um, I'm going to get a ticket. Walker's, Waterstones Piccadilly, yeah. Uh, we're going to be discuss, discussing British by Afua Hirsch. Yeah. I say Afua. I, sh- I can't believe I'm doing this. Is it in the Afua? Afia. Afia? Yeah, Afia. That's how you pronounce it. It's not Afua. I've never actually heard her say her name. <laughs> because so. she can't pronounce it. She wrote it by it. She can't pronounce her own name. Huh? Yeah, she can't pronounce it. Oh, it's going to be an interesting Or maybe she can now, week. but she was right. When I was reading it, she was like, I can't pronounce my name. Maybe she can now, I don't know. Actually, it's on Friday, guys. It's on Friday. What, the live show? Yeah. Yeah, Alex. So. Have you just realised? Because like, I'm, I'm saying next week, innit? Because I'm recording on Saturday. Oh, yes, yes. But like, yes, it's this week. This Friday, yeah. Get your tickets, please. Mm. And then see us there. It's going to be an interesting debate and discussion. So please come along. I want to see you guys. It's going to be fun. And there's a quiz. Which you, you, I'm sure you enjoy as well. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Catch you guys next week. Cheers. Bye. 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 Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 